You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, the back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcast. You found us on whatever podcast app you're using. And of course, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast and youtube.com slash up next yes uh click that subscribe that follow that like at least for this week it's still it's still that you mean our our handles may change our handles may change they they will change course of history will be changed forever forever yeah yes you're all about to get hit with that poison rana coming very very soon uh just follow this same feeds you're following nothing will change except Possibly the name. Yes, yes. the name. Uh, but yeah, we're excited. We got some new podcasts coming in the future. Uh, we're all excited about uh, sharing that with the world. So uh, some new shows coming, as we kind of mentioned last week, some some changes coming to us. We, we cover more than just NXT. Of course, Braden and Davey will always be your NXT friends. Friends. Friends forever. And uh, up next is going to continue. This, this show continues the way it is. We're just, uh, for branding's sake, kind of changing. Uh, so this, this show is... The, the Snapchat that NXT created called Up Next won't get rid of us. Not no. yet. Yeah. No. Not yet. They, they knew what we were doing. Yeah. They hit us up before, didn't they? We got that cease and desist yeah. a long, long time ago. So uh, we're okay. But we're keeping this, this show. And then uh, we're launching a show called Poison Rana. BD Elite will cease to exist. Uh, tomorrow night we're going to go live after Dynamite for our last one. Uh, but then uh, we'll still be chatting about AEW. Basically, uh, up next will remain uh, Tuesday nights or Wednesdays or whenever that you guys listen to it. Uh, but then uh, no more BD Elite, but we will be bringing you a new show, Poison Rana, where uh, we'll just be talking about uh, everything else in wrestling, as we kind of do already on that show. So uh, it'll basically be the same, but even better. Yes. Even 
better than before. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, we're excited. We, we're coming off, uh, coming back from New York. We've been through a bit of, uh, a wild ride. We're finally back in our apartment for the first time. The BDE Tower. Yeah. This is the first night since we got back from New York because we've, yeah. uh, we've had to stay elsewhere whilst our washroom's been done, which it's, it's all done now and it looks it, nice. It looks nice. Uh, but it's shout good. out glass showers. It's good to be back. And I, and I apologize for the people watching the feed last week when it was just <laughs> white on white on white. <laughs> Not just the hosts. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, in our temporary uh, yeah. Airbnb. Airbnb DE. Mm. Uh, yeah. We're home. We're finally home and we have a, a new bathroom. Yes. It's Can't nice. wait to use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we're back and uh, we're going to be talking about some NXT tonight. I'm trying to think. I mean, we we did record some podcasts. Uh, it's coming up to the beginning of a month, which means it's a great time to check out what we have coming up because, uh, yeah, the Up Next Patreon is becoming the Poison Rana Patreon and the shows are going to keep on coming. Best Match Ever will be a show that is still featured on all the all the classic shows will still be going on and we have some some fun ones that you need to check out that we we already recorded we did a best match ever macho man which was a ton of fun looking back at those featuring ricky the dragon steamboat who Mm -hmm. just returned to some wrestling that's pretty cool we definitely dive into a lot of him as well in that show but we recorded uh an up yours from a world champ patron uh brent our our resident cowboy yeah we uh we dove into some uh Weston. We we looked at uh, Tombstone from 1993 as picked by Brent, and uh, we chatted about that movie. And uh, it was interesting because I'm Canadian. We don't learn a lot of American history in schools growing up because we learn about Canadian history. And I was like, okay, Russell, uh, sorry, Kurt Russell playing Wyatt Earp and the the shootout at the OK Corral, not the Golden Corral as I now know. And then I'm watching War Games, and Corey Graves mentions the War Games matches the shootout at the OK Corral, and I was like, "I know that reference. I now. understood yes. that now. I, I'm learning." So uh, yeah, we we talked about that movie and a bunch of other cowboy stuff. Uh, he says he, Brent's always listening to us while he's out on his tractor in the farm in, in out in what uh, out near Calgary, out that way, Alberta and stuff. So that was a fun show. That was a fun show. Um, yeah, we've got another Was Next coming out this week where we're looking at the November 27th, 2013 edition of NXT. And well, Sami Zayn is definitely the talk of the town today, but it was the talk of NXT back in 2013 because this is the first encounter between him and Adrian Neville, yeah. now Pack. Um, to decide who is going to go on to face Bo Dallas. The not the, time. not the, the, like the this takeover the, one. Uh, what was it? Arrival? Yeah. I something think they like had that. the match. Um, not that one, but yeah, uh, their first encounter. In yeah. NXT. Our was next show, the retro NXT podcast that we do every few weeks on the Patreon is super fun because Sammy, like you said, is the hot topic right now and killing it. But we've been following, looking back at his career as a hot baby face in NXT, and it's he's been put, he puts on some classics back then. So uh, that's a show that we have uh, out as well. Uh, but yeah, some upcoming things. It's going to be the holiday season. We're going to probably do some some Christmas movies and uh, I don't know some Christmas themed shows. Well, I, I do want to say it's a it's a holiday tomorrow, and that's true. And it to is. celebrate this, I am going to make. Uh, a show we did a year ago, free. Whoa. And that's our Loch Ness review because tomorrow <laughs> is St. Andrew's Day. Shout out all the Scots yeah. out there. St. Andrew's Day. Uh, for those of you who maybe didn't follow last year, we decided to celebrate St. Andrew's Day by talking about 
a movie about Loch Ness monster starring Ted Danson as a as a journalist who who travels to to, un, to unravel the mystery of Loch Ness. And we we joked about this movie for almost a year before From reviewing St. it. From St. Patrick's Day yeah. to St. Andrew's we, Day. We kind of made it a joke, and then a lot of our listeners pretty much forced our hand in actually reviewing it. And Ted Danson, Loch Ness Monster, pretty fun stuff. Then it turns out the director of this movie like went to the same school as you. Yeah, so I was <laughs> like, okay, I might try, because we're like building this show up, yeah. this Loch Ness show. I'm like, let's try and... Uh, see what the director's doing and i look him up and he went to my school so i contacted his agent and was like hey do you want to do this show and he's like oh i'll do anything for an old school buddy (laughs) so uh we interviewed him and he talks about making this ridiculous movie this family sci-fi movie with ted danson and loch ness monster and then he dropped some bombshells uh involving nicholas cage and some real inside stuff so you know what for free, you're getting this show. We released it a year ago, but we'll put it down on the feed. Uh, yeah. f- feel free to uh, to uh, celebrate along with all the Scots. So I I went for a walk today. Yeah, and went to a butcher's in Kensington. Right, because I was like, Wednesday's my time to cook. Let's have some haggis. Oh God, to celebrate St Andrew's Day. Okay, and I go in and I ask. Um, the, the butcher, because I saw on Google, it's like this place sometimes sells it. Asked the butcher, do you have any? And he was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. It's more seasonal. Like, we get it for Burns Night. And I looked him dead in the eye and went, but sir, tomorrow is St. Andrew's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so he He's didn't like, have oh, it. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. So no, I, I'll, I'll look at uh, St. Lawrence tomorrow, see if they've got it. Damn, haggis. Yeah. yeah. Have you had haggis? I feel like I had, like, tried it a long, long time ago, but... Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, well, interesting. I, you have to have you seen uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer, where he goes and gets haggis and then starts chatting up the butcher and don't want to spoil Does the he rest. Kill of, the butcher. I don't want to really him into haggis. No, but that that sounds like a great St. Andrew's Day horror movie idea. There, it's yeah. They, someone a killer turns people into haggis. Yeah, like um, nice. Caretaker Willie from Simpsons. Yeah, like that kind of exactly guy. like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I picture all su- this <laughs> this podcast. If you're Scottish, you're gonna have a hoot because when we released this last yeah. year, all our Scottish listeners, which we thought Who's we there? were gonna we be offended, Greg? Greg, shout out Greg. Yeah, Greg. we had a few Scots message us, be Tony, like, I think. Yeah, yeah, we were we're not offensive because I mean I'm I have Scot blood. I'm Scottish <laughs> and look at this fucking beard. So like I, I'm allowed to uh, to make fun of the Scots, but we're not really. We're celebrating. So yeah. any Scots out there, but also. Go watch this movie. I don't remember it's how we found it, film, but yeah. Loch Ness. It's in the 90s. Ted Danson. It's, it's everything it's on you'll Dickie's ever... Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, but yeah, go check out patreon.com slash up next for all the paywall podcast, for all the rest of the stuff out there. And the December schedule is going to be dropping in the next day or so. So uh, looking forward to, to showing you guys some of the podcasts that we have coming up. We're super excited. So go check us out. Five bucks for North American tier. Uh, do we do we change the name of the tiers? Yeah, we can play about with that. Yeah, we might have to. Yeah, yeah. friends and fam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fam tier is the world champ tier and the friends of the North American tier. Uh, but yeah, go check out all that stuff. Uh, did you uh, watch anything involving war games I this did, week? I did, yeah. I actually, I was pretty late to it because um, I was working Saturday night and then had to open Sunday day for the Canada World game. World Cup. Um, so I caught 
half of it like Sunday night and finished the rest Monday. Um, yeah, I thought it was a solid show, but I I feel like I was a little disappointed with both War Games matches. Yeah, I loved. I I'm loving this whole Sammy Bloodline story. I actually found the like little scenes throughout the show really compelling, but the actual match itself, I just I didn't really get into, and I I felt okay. There's you're not allowed blood that I think does affect it, but we've seen some brutal war games matches in NXT that didn't involve blood. And I didn't think either really got anywhere near the sort of brutality we've felt. Yeah. Again, love the storytelling stuff, but I don't know. It, it felt a little off for me. Uh, I loved the Sami Zayn stuff. I agree that these, the cut scenes in between the pay-per-view leading to, is he going to turn? What's yeah. going to happen? And then really the final bits where Sammy like, saves him and does all this like extra stuff and everything else though was was definitely not up to par considering the war games matches nxt has i loved like pulling jay out the way yeah and all that stuff was great but yeah i i think i thought the show was weak actually i liked i actually i liked finn and aj and i did like the triple threat um i especially the finish to the triple threat i thought was pretty cool it's okay um but i yeah i just felt I, maybe we haven't seen it in, in in WWE with the five on five. It's always been four on four or the the three one they did, and I felt that with three minute intervals. I feel like we've they've done two before. Maybe I'm just imagining that it just felt long before you actually got to the match. I just think and a they lot, weren't yeah. doing a whole lot of interesting stuff before all. No big spots. No like like again. We we recently did a. Review of a War Games match, 1997, WCW, Fall Brawl. Go check that out on the Patreon last week. Um, but we've also watched old ones. We were just at Blood and Guts mm. in Detroit. We've seen the NXT War Games. It felt like nothing happened in both of the matches. I've even, okay, you know what? I take that back. EO doing the moonsault, amazing. But, yeah. but everything else was kind of weird. And that's the same with the main. It's like everything was just kind of there and walking around and punching. And then the Sammy stuff happens and it was great. But everything else was not good. I, I didn't really like it. Uh, the, the Finn and AJ match, I was like, okay, this has potential. Let's go. And then there was bits of it that I was like, yeah. And then it just it didn't – it felt definitely it was like – solid, but it didn't go to that next It felt level. like a Raw match. And I was like, all right, it feels like the same. And and they're saying they haven't fought for such, such a long time, mm. which I'm like, okay. They could have made it a bit more special, I think. I felt the end was a bit abrupt yeah. as well. Yeah, me too. Just like yeah. phenomenal forearm, one, two, three. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So I, I'm loving the Sami Zayn bloodline stuff, where they're going with that and how hot it is right now. Like, mm. I don't know wh- what you do. Like, it seems as if – you're going to do Sammy versus Roman at some point, but people, you know, want WrestleMania to be the spot. It looks like it's going to be elimination chamber. I think that's, what's been interesting with it because I think there's been multiple points along the way where you could have already done the split. I think blood and guts, sorry, uh, war War games, games. uh, could have been a perfect time to have broken Sammy off from them. But I think they also realize, I think there's more juice in it. So they're, they're adding all these chapters. So it's now the chapter is he's finally actually being taken in by the family. And it's, it's, I think they're doing long-term storytelling really well. Yeah. But the, I mean, I'd say like you, you were saying, I think off air about elimination chamber being in Montreal yeah. with Sammy versus Roman. That sounds great. But like, if there's enough juice, I think 
right? It feels like a Dan Bryan kind of moment, you know? And I feel like you could like make a change of plans if it was going to be Cody versus yeah. Roman, if that was the plan. I think it could be Cody. I think it could be, but I'd almost say ride this because this I'm, seems yeah. big. This has been the one of the best stories in wrestling for a long time, I think. Yeah. And it's it's played it that this year thinking of Sammy like starting with that like Johnny Knoxville match to getting to being the biggest guy in the company. I you've got to ride that and pay it off at Mania. I still think you're getting Cody versus or or the Rock versus Roman for that matter, but uh I do think we'll get some sort of big moment with Sammy and Roman at no, at the Elimination Chamber yeah. in Montreal. I could see Sammy and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania. Yep. Which probably makes sense as well. But I, I don't disagree because Sammy is just killing it. As like we all knew watching him, especially. Wonder, sorry. His, no, especially his year though. Like you said, like yeah. that match. like, And then now where he is, like he's just such an over character and. The wrestling for him was always there, and he always was put in awkward, like funny positions. And look at this position. Well, we've we've seen we've been dying for like that Daniel Bryan kind of run rise for, him. for him because yeah. we know we saw it in NXT and how great it was. And I think now there are so many more layers to it. Yeah, with, with his whole character arc. Um, yeah, on the main roster. No, I, I love the storytelling stuff when it comes to that. I wonder what they'll actually do for Chamber. Because this is the first year in quite a while that there hasn't, um, that there's only one title. Right. So the, whereas the Rumble winner in the past would be like, oh, I could pick Raw, I could pick SmackDown. Hmm. Now it's the Rumble winner is against Roman. True. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they'd want to. Okay. Well, I don't think they'd want Roman to put it on the line in the chamber. So do you do it with like the IC or something like that? Because they're trying to elevate them. Yeah, I guess that's a, I guess that's like, like an issue, yeah. Or something like that. Because maybe you don't do Sammy versus Roman. You have Cody win the Rumble or The Rock win the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> and then Roman defend in the chamber and Sammy and Kevin are both in the chamber. And yeah. that's how you get the moment mm. where he's the survivor there, where Roman or whatever. But I mean, that that yeah. would be cool if you you have that with... Roman and Sammy is the final two. Exactly. And yeah. Roman's basically lie down for me. Yeah. And then you don't. And yeah. Sammy, huge Montreal thing. But, but yeah, uh, still interesting story. I, I, I was, I was a let, I was let down by war games. Like the, the whole pay per view. I, I finished work right on time. I was like sick. I'm going to like mm. make it in time. Watched it and I was like, just really, re- really bored. I, I don't know if the Triple H honeymoon is, is over for me or something. I don't know. Something, something about it was maybe I was expecting it to like just be good. I but- think we know, like, the people in that main event, I just expect more. Yeah. And it was very just punchy, punchy. And you don't, that's where if you're going to have a punchy, punchy kind of match, you need the blood in yes, a cage. Yeah. You know, you need that it to feel a bit more elevated. Um, also, uh, where where were the where were the costumes? Where were the like team up costumes? Oh, war because obviously yeah, yeah. obviously we got bloodline, but you know I I want my Roderick Strong dressing up as AOP. Yeah, you know, I yeah. need that. Nothing can quite get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was all right, but the storytelling is what was getting people's attention and working. Mm. So it, in a way, it still is like kind of a plus. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they did press conferences as well. Was, yeah, they've done that a couple of times now. I was waiting for someone to do the punk, uh, yeah. <laughs> like somehow, yeah, something like that. 
Uh, so that was War Games. I feel, was there anything? I feel like there was other stuff, but there's always wrestling going on. We have Deadline coming up in uh, a few weeks, the tenth, the tenth of December. We will be going live right afterwards here on the Twitch and the YouTube, and then the podcast audio will be out just after that show wraps up. So join us live after Deadline if you're going to be watching that show on the tenth. Um, we caught some of the Teddy Hart documentary oh i watched the whole thing you watched the whole thing <laughs> oh i finished it last night right uh ridiculous uh really ridiculous it's definitely going for tiger king is it all out now yeah there's three episodes okay. um it's it's like wrestling meets tiger king meets kind of I, I don't know it's interesting though i don't want to give away i'll let you maybe finish mm. it up and then we can definitely chat about it uh down the line but uh yeah Interesting. Teddy Hart, Cats, mm. Dangerous Breed is the name of it. Go find it online. I just found it online because Peacock is like, Canada, you can't get access to our shows. And I went, yeah, well, I know how to use the internet. So yeah. I watched it somehow, some way. But uh, it was interesting. We watched the first one together, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, got it on Peacock. You, you were using Peacock. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Cheeky. But yeah, I don't think he'll be booked uh, again. No, maybe not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check it out. I just feel sorry. I'll say one thing. I feel sorry for the guy who like documented him for like 10 years. Because the guy's like, fuck. Man. Oh, in the first, yeah, in the first episode, <laughs> you already seen like, what the fuck am I You're doing? You're like, dude, that's, that's what you were doing for 10 years? I mean, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> fuck, man. He knows it. He's like, oh, you know, this was. So well, and now he's getting his flowers. Hopefully. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Peacock paid him a, a nice I hope amount. so. Yeah. I hope so. But yeah, uh, really, really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love my true crime docs sometimes. So yeah, when they're it, fun. When it mixes in with wrestling, I, I can definitely get yeah. into it. So uh, yeah, go check it out. Dangerous Breed, Teddy Do Hart. It. We should do a best match ever, Teddy Hart. It's got to be that ROH one where he just does double Ten. moons. Was it him versus Jack Evans? Yeah, him and Jack Evans, and uh, they talk about it on the thing, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's time. Let's do it. Let's talk about some NXT. NXT from November the 29th, 2022, live from the Capital Wrestling Center. And we start things off right away with Roxanne Perez taking on Indy Hartwell. If you remember, uh, Roxanne's kind of been talking to Indy about her mean side and Indy was pissed off because she didn't think Roxanne watched her match at a at a house show. But she did watch it. But her she match. did watch it. Um and well that led to this match. Uh Roxanne hits a nice uh she does her satellite around Indy, but this time went around two times before taking her down with the head scissors. Um Indy then does the airplane spin and snake eyes. Um there's a really nice like roll through it, pin attempt from Roxanne. A big boot from Indy knocking Roxanne off the apron, and then uh Indy kind of uses her like longer legs just to trap Roxanne's legs down for a, a near fall. Uh, there's a big lariat from Indy for a two, followed by the short arm clothesline and a sidewalk slam. Roxanne starts to fight back, goes for her side Russian leg sweep, but Indy counters it and gets Roxanne up on her shoulders. But Roxanne slips out for another pin attempt. Uh, they had quite a nice back and forth here. And then a low pace to a seed up from Perez followed by Pop Rocks Pop Rocks. for the win. Because uh, Indy's quite a bit taller, couldn't quite get up the first time, but hit it on the second time. Uh, I liked how commentary... Sorry, was Roxanne and both Indy trained by Booker T, right? Is there, there, he trained Roxanne, Roxanne for sure. definitely, but Booker talks about Indy a lot. 
because Vic on commentary was like Booker, like pick pick your favorite here, like and Booker's like no yeah, no no you can't yeah. yeah so he's like no no I can't do that I can't do that he's like come on everyone has a favorite kid but he couldn't that's that's something I've noticed they've talked about reality of wrestling quite a lot on NXT and it's just another pre like in a Vince era would would they be plugging his school quite you're saying as much as he, they do you're saying you love the reality that Booker T. Talks on. Oh God, he was. <laughs> he's on one tonight, oh, but I feel we'll like I feel James. like we say that every episode <laughs> that he's on one tonight. But yeah, he was in fact. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I I didn't think this was a bad match. I thought they had quite a nice back and forth. I felt the 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 audience hadn't quite woken up and weren't quite into it until right at the end, and I thought that made it a little like heatless. Um, but I I like both, and I thought they gelled well together. Yeah, there's some good wrestling between the two, and I think both of them are, are really strong at that. It's kind of like unfortunate that indies in this like kind of way, and they talk about that on commentary a lot. With Booker mentioning like you know my first episode being commentary, I said indie needs that extra like heat, and since then she is like she's kind of heelish now, right? So she she is like more of an aggressor, and I think that might be something. I, I feel like now would be the best time to just put her on Raw with the rest of her her old the way with Candice yeah and Dexter like why not I think Index is an act that could get over with like main WWE crowd do it again it's just kind of yeah literally just do it again and people will eat it up Uh, because I think Roxanne is kind of the star here which I think they're I could see her going on to being the one who does take it from Mandy yeah I think she's the one who should win this Iron Survivor thing Um, yeah it was a shame because they've they've been building up Indy with a few wins recently but really I think Roxanne was the right person to go with but yeah it was it was all right it was good Um, we see Chase U backstage and uh, Andre Chase is marking papers and calling someone a dumbass because he can't (laughs) spell Um, and Duke Hudson approaches and says last week I booted you in the face and Andre Chase is clearly still mad about it and he goes I know I was there he goes no last week I booted someone in the face who I truly respect. The only man I ever looked up to. Yeah. (laughs) And he says he's put together a list, like a little kind of petition of all the people that thinks Andre Chase deserves to be in the Iron Survivor match. And this is where Grayson Waller shows up and says that Andre Chase isn't street smart because Duke Hudson will always be Duke Hudson and he's playing you. And Waller says he'll never be a uh, says that Andre will never be a champion, and it's a joke him being in that match. So Thea goes after him and is held back like little scrappy do. And Andre Chase goes, "I'm going to kick his ass," but Duke says he'll take care of it. So Duke is going to kick his fellow Aussies' ass. So Duke versus in honor Waller. of Andre Chase. Nice. All right. Yeah. yeah, the Duke is basically Sami Zayn of. Yeah, <laughs> like he's the outsider. But is he is he trying to fuck him up? I guess is... not, right? Because he's so like he's he's he did boot him in the face last week, but it was an accident. Though. It was an accident, <laughs> and it was the only man he ever looked up to. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean, I I don't care about Grayson Waller versus Duke, but I'm again more into the story. I'm line. engaged. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not saying I'm not interested yeah. in seeing Duke uh, and and chase you and stuff. I think it would be funnier to to definitely play on like the school aspect because a few they kind of they maybe someone told Booker to stop like poking at that bear because Booker more like 
where's this university and shit like that would make it funnier. If, like kind of like how Elias and Ezekiel on yeah. Raw a little while back, but like trying to, as if they're trying to pull one over, but then like, you know, like a bit more of that with addition to Duke and this chase thing, I think could be pretty yeah, it's, funny. It's like one of those things that the audience is in on the joke yeah. that there's, there's, there's no, no uni- other professors. There's it's no just, university. Yeah. It's just this, <laughs> this sweater, really. Like there's this episode of Community where Jeff like makes up this fake course to pretend he's taking this course when really yeah. he's taking the spare. But then, like, when the dean calls him out on it, he's like, oh, th- this professor, like, goes, oh, no, no, I'm the professor. And then Jeff is like, well, wait a second. I'm not actually in a class. So it's like this whole mystery oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You could have it kind of <laughs> like that. Like, wait a second. And then, like, have it as if, like, there actually is this university that, like, happens to exist. I'm fantasy booking NXT Chase you way too Yeah, as I say, <laughs> I, what I love about NXT is the geography of it all. <laughs> Parking lots, a university. You don't get that with the other wrestling shows, but here you've got yeah, a whole, a whole like map. I still don't understand this this thing, but I'm love. I'm guess it's I'm great. loving it. Yeah, yeah. shout out. I, I, like we're gonna, he's gonna eventually change it to Duke University, and then they go, you can't use that name. <laughs> like that's where it's going. I right. think. Yeah. Uh, we go to our next match: Dijak taking on Dante Chen. Yeah, um, Dijak hot off last week. Yeah, making his, his return. return. Here he is uh, with his leather jacket and his aviators. This is his new look now. It's Terminator. also a uh, a name change I like approve of. Just Dijak. Just Dijak. It's weird sometimes when they they just remove a name and it's like now you're Eric. Yeah, but I think Dijak works. Yeah, Eric, not so much. <laughs> Eric, not so much. <laughs> Did they ever change those guys' names back? No, they're Eric and Ivan. I love how the, what is it, the not Max the Impaler uh, Destroyer? Uh, uh, Valhalla? Yeah, I love how she gets a name. She, she, what was her name before? Sarah Logan? Sarah Logan. I like how she, they go, all right, so the Viking dudes, you're going to be Eric and you're going to be Steve. And then you, Sarah? No, 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 Valhalla. Yeah. So it's Steve, Eric, and Valhalla <laughs> as the group. Yeah. Or whatever the other one's name is. What is yeah. it? Ivar? Ivar. Fuck. Yeah. Man. Anyways, how did we get a Dijak? Dijak. I approve of Dijak. I approve of Dijak. Yeah, Dijak. it's way better than what they gave him before. Yeah. Slapstick. Or Donna, Donovan Dijakovic. Donovan Dijakovic. Dominic Dijakovic. Dominic Dijak and Donovan Dijakovic. In, in like Ring of Honor, the Indies, he was Donovan Dijak. Donovan Dijak. Yeah. Donnie Di- Don Dijak. And then... Dominic Dijak. What's his name? Man. Dominic? Oh, man. <laughs> You're freaking Donovan. me out. I don't know. <laughs> Dijak. Dijak. The Termin- Terminator Dijak. Dante Chen. Remember him? Remember Dante Chen. Yeah, I, I, I thought he'd gone. I was surprised to see Dante. We both looked at each other and went, oh. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, actually, Chen gets in some offense right away, and you can see it just pisses off Dijak. Uh, Dante uh, goes for a dive but gets caught with hard justice. <laughs> the Vic, Vic Joseph made sure we knew what this move was called. It's a it's, set out choke slam. It's basically uh, what did uh, South of Heaven? South of Heaven. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Punishment Martinez. Fuck. What's his Dominic Priest? <laughs> Fuck man. <laughs> Yeah, I watched both of those guys in Ring of Honor, but they both do the sit-out choke bomb. But this is called Welcome to Justice. Hard Justice. Hard. Wasn't that a TNA pay per view? That's a TNA pay per view, <laughs> isn't it? Anyway, so Dijak is now just beating up Dante. Dante actually has a bloody mouth, um, and 
Dijak does these back elbows in the corner, followed by this clubbing lariat and then a huge toss. Dante Chen comes back with a pump kick, but Dijak meets him with a big boot and then says, justice is served. Gets him in a hammerlock <laughs> choke and then hits Feast Your Eyes for the win. Justice was served. Yeah, like the guy's a good wrestler. He just came back from this like group. Uh, what was the in retribution? Insurrection? Retribution. Uh, and he 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 gets a new name and I'm like, okay, great. Because I think he's great. And him coming back last week, okay, cool. But then right away he comes out with this look, which I'm like, okay, you're going for this like big boss man thing going on. And then you're already – I've heard the word justice way too many times yeah. in the span of like three minutes. And I feel like that's such a classic easy trope. And like I know The Shield did it and that's kind of where – I think it it that it was it was theirs now. Yeah. Don't do that after they yeah. did it now. And I feel like it's just kind of a rehash and retread. And then he cuts a promo here, which I'm like, you're literally saying you're not doing all the things that yeah. you are in fact doing. So kind of weird. I'm I love this guy. I just instantly definitely brought it back down a notch on the first impression for yeah. sure. Um, I just realized when you said it's better than his old name, you meant T-Bar. <laughs> Sorry, but I said Slapstick. Yeah. What's his name? T-Bar? T-Bar, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Dominic. I was thinking. Don't start talking about his names again. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. Well, let's go to the, the promo. Yeah. He says, that is an example of hard justice. <laughs> Unrelenting annihilation. And I want you to look in my eyes. The only thing that you'll see is the infliction of suffering. This place, NXT, isn't a place of refuge. It is a place of refuge, but not from me. I didn't come here to reinvent myself or rediscover myself. I came here to annihilate any man in my way. Wesley, Carmelo Hayes, Bron Breaker, every one of you are nameless, baseless men who will be brought to justice. My justice. Oh, so that's like five times hearing yeah. that in like five minutes. Yeah, no, I complete. I completely agree with you. I like this guy. I want him to succeed. Yeah. I hope he can grow beyond this gimmick because um, I think he's someone that I've seen from his Twitter and stuff. He's got a personality. Yeah. Um, but this is very. Um, it reminds me of like in Tough Enough when they had that round where they're like, "All right, go in the costume cupboard and get something." And what's your character? And they come out with a really. Like, I'm Mr. America or something like that. Really basic stuff. That's what this feels like. Yeah. And you would hope, you would hope after like all these misfires with his character, they have something a bit better than this. Yeah. I feel like all you needed to do was bring it in. Like, again, it's just a guy wearing glasses and a leather jacket. Sure. But, and talking about just, it's like, is he Robocop? I don't understand. Like, Terminator vibes for sure. But he, he just needed to come in and be like, I'm, I'm ba- he, he shouldn't have said what he said here. He should have went, I, I was looked over a million different times yeah. and I keep... How much more interesting if he, yeah. if he came in, do, do the angle, have him destroy Wesley. Exactly. And his thing is, I'm pissed off. I've been in this company yeah, five years I should be the and guy. I've been running around with a stupid mask and doing this. Yeah. Like, no, I'm here to write a new fucking chapter. No scripts was last week. But yeah. you know what I mean. I, yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, um. And yeah, it just looked like he killed poor Chen. Poor Chen. Uh, hey, where, where was Scripps? Where was Scripps? He wasn't here this week. Yeah. <laughs> They're saving him for deadline. 
<laughs> I don't know how many people I sent with no context <laughs> the picture of scripts. <laughs> Try on your friends. Imagine if we just don't see him again. I'm not saying that's not the case. I'm not saying it's <laughs> scripts. You can't tell if you're listening via podcast. We're doing the we're, we're doing, doing the script, doing the, the writing, scripts. the handwriting. Oh, oh man! man. <laughs> Anyways, we go to the Diamond Dojo, <laughs> <laughs> and Ivy Niles there with Tatum Paxley when JD McDonough shows up, and he basically says those boys are out of their depth, picking a fight within Deshir, and you know I'm right, Ivy, because I've heard you warning them. And Ivy's like, yeah, maybe, maybe. And this is when the Creeds show up and they say they don't really care what Ivy thinks or what you think um, because we know we can beat them fair and square right down the middle. And JD's like, why do you have to do it fair and square? And then he's, they've got the like boxing torso things. Yeah. You know, the uh, Dummies. Yeah. And he's like, 500 kilograms of pressure could crack a skull. And he's demonstrating on the on the dummy and says, I bet Indusheer can can have more pressure than that. <laughs> <laughs> says like three times that. So Sang and Veer are gonna kill you. And they tell him to get out of here, get out, be gone. Which then sets up a match. Julius and JD. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Again, it's going to different places. I, I mean, this, this dojo, I imagine, is just a room in this yeah. PC or whatever. But, I, like, different settings and stuff. These guys are the, the gym, the dojo and stuff. Diamond dojo is really hard to say because whoever is on commentary or whoever has to throw to it is, like, usually slipping up. Because the diamond dojo. Back, back at the diamond dojo. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as I, I'm not as interested in the Creeds versus Sanga and Veard because I feel like the Creeds just could be doing, like, something a bit more bigger, interesting title match, it's, maybe. It's almost like that is that is the story. That's Ivy's thing. She's like, why the fuck are you going with Veard and Sanga? Maybe, yeah. Just, just go after Pretty Deadly. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that's it. So, yeah, I, I find uh, Brutus a little cheesy. With his acting. Big brute. Here. Um, yeah, I, I found the scene a little weird. It's like, why is yeah. JD, why is he wearing his, his uh, gilet? What's the gilet? Like the, the Mighty McFly, the sleeveless, the Kushida, oh, body uh, warmer thing. Oh, what do you uh, call it? he thinks he's going to drown. Uh, life preserver. Yeah. That like my orange bubble vest? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've got one like JD, the camo one. I, I have a camo one and I have a Marty yeah. McFly orange one, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a way to set up a match. Yeah, it was oh, fine. Fair but... Now, oh my word, we had two of these tonight. Oh man, Sean <laughs> Michaels' office with X Park Road Dog, Alundra Blaze, and Molly Holly, <sighs> <laughs> and he's—they've all got their papers, and they're going to decide who the five men and the five women will be in the Iron Survivor matches at deadline this is like a boardroom meeting between sean michaels with his glasses and his hat his cowboy hat (laughs) and his 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 business attire and then uh sorry he brought in his boys x-pac and road dog and road dog alundra blaze and molly holly what okay yeah so he's looking at the the five people who had the best year and he said i'm not talking necessarily about wins and losses and Road Dog is like, oh, all right, well, that's why I'm here then. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, Road Dog clearly making a dig at AEW. It was a like a wins and losses. I mean, that's something I think he said in podcasts as well. Like Bischoff, it's like it doesn't yeah. matter. It's yeah. about sports entertainment, but also kind of indicating here that him and X Pac didn't win much. So he's right. like, oh, that's why I'm an expert. Yes. I didn't really win. Yes. I thought it was quite funny. Um, but, and then Puck is saying, I may be the one, two, three kid, but I'm not much of a numbers guy. <laughs> it's like, it's not that confusing. You're just going to write down five names. <laughs> X Puck, where's your dog? Uh, <laughs> yeah, where was his dog? <laughs> Alondra says that she came here in like uh, earlier this year, and it's amazing to see how much they've all come on. Um, always always has to mention she threw the title in the trash yeah. Yeah. Uh, Road Dog picks Carmelo says I think Carmelo should be in it he looks like a star dressed like a star and is probably a heat magnet in the locker room um, then they mention Tony D but say well he's still only a few weeks away from injury will he be 100% probably not best to put him in and they mention about sometimes you have to save talent from themselves as in we got to step in and say nah yeah um X Puck picks JD McDonough and Road Dog says he creeps him out, but he can go. And Molly says he puts on banger after banger. Sean says he sure has that creep factor, but he also likes to go after a body part. I was like, okay, Sean. Yeah. Maybe creepy, but can target a limb real well. He really knows how to target a limb. So <laughs> I'm going to go with that guy. And Alondra is like, yeah, and he's old school, old school. Now you're talking. She was getting all into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This was so long and weird. They pick Joe Gacy and Alondra says he's clearly, he knows to go for the jugular and that's why he needs to be in the match. Road Dog picks Von Wagner. He basically says... Sorry, Road Dog picked Von? Yeah. All right, good. He's, he basically says he may not be very good and no one likes him, but like I think he should be in there. <laughs> X-Pac says he hates big guys. He's always feuding with big guys. Um... Alondra says that the scoreboard hasn't quite matched up with the talent with Vaughn. Even though wins and losses don't matter. Yeah. They then uh, talk about Grayson Waller. And then Sean says, all right, now all write down your five names. This was so long. Yeah. I, this felt like 10 minutes of just watching these old people chat in the oh, office. Oh, man. I did not like this. This was putting me to sleep. Yeah. Uh, so boring. And then there was, this is not actually them picking it. This was just them naming people. This was like, it, I guess it, if this was the first time you've ever watched this show, cool. It's like, Road all right, first these, time watching this. these are people like it's highlighting everyone in the division. Yeah. But it was just so long. So boring. So like, just give us, show us the match. Just, just tell us the match. Just tell us. Um, I don't need Road Dog. And then all these I don't need Road Dog cheesy either. jokes that just don't feel funny Fuck, I anymore. I did not like it. And then and, and then, then what sucked is we knew we had to have another yeah, one. Yeah, they these told us women. the second half is later. We're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll get into the second yeah. half later. But did not care about this board meeting. No, this is very. <laughs> I like how also like Sean like. At least don't just bring in your boys. Like, <laughs> like you literally could have, could have tried. Like one of them, okay, but Molly, Molly was a bit of an odd one out there, wasn't yeah. she? <laughs> like, like I, I'm like maybe bring in Park, but then like, like I don't know. Just try to not make it look like nepotism of <laughs> NXT here. Bringing in your friends. Hey guys, uh, you want to go pick, like. They're not picking people. Why do we need to see this? I, I actually really dis dislike this. And I, I groan at that second half. 
we go to our next match. Duke Hudson versus Grayson Waller. Yes. Uh, Duke starts to pull the hair of Waller and Andre Chase is telling him, no, not to do that. It's like Duke is slipping into his old ways. And he's like, no, Duke, you don't need to do that. That's against Chase U law. It's like, one, like, like no, bad Duke. And he's like, oh, okay, oh sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Uh, Duke hits this sidewalk slam, but kind of leaks up as he hits it. I thought it looked quite good. Um, goes for a pin and goes to grab the ropes for leverage. But Andre is telling him, no, don't do that. Stop that's, that's naughty. And he's like, oh, yeah. The spot looked a little... Little shit. He was not. He didn't grab the ropes. He yeah. missed the ropes. <laughs> um, Waller then chokes Duke in the ropes uh, and puts on his headband. And Andre Chase is telling Duke to believe in himself. Waller then goes for his like through the legs elbow drop, but Duke moves and now starts to Hulk up and really doing the the like Hulk Hogan Hulk up spot and then stops Waller with his own you. But it's not the Hogan point. It's the chase you hand <laughs> yeah, sign. Pretty funny. <laughs> I thought this was pretty good. Um, then hits a belly to belly overhead suplex. Dusty punches with the chase you elbow. Uh, Duke then goes for a big boot. But Waller moves. And Duke almost hits Thea Hale with this boot. But he just holds up short. And he's like, I'm sorry. Are you okay? And he says, I can stop it whenever I need. <laughs> Just know that I can stop it whenever I need. Really weird. Goes back into the ring and gets hit by the stunner from Waller. And Waller beats Duke Hudson. Damn. One, two, three. Just like that. The real Australian of... Duke's Australian, right? Yeah. yeah the real Australian... The Battle of Australia, Waller wins. Uh, again, Waller just figuring out ways to get people uh, disoriented so he can manage to roll into the ring to jump and hit a stunner. Uh, classic. Uh, the Chase U Hulk, sorry, the Duke Hulk up spot was really funny. Fantastic. Uh, definitely needs to do that again. Uh, but I was I was bummed out that Duke didn't get the W. Yeah, um, I thought the the like I didn't quite buy into all these cheating spots because we've seen Duke just wrestle clean a few times. A while now, yeah. Since being with Chase U, so I I I found it a little like forced. Um, it's almost like. Uh, AEW with the hammer with Pac and the hammer and the yeah, Ninja Bros but it, it like hasn't really been built up it no. hasn't been like he's been cheating in every match he's yeah. been in he's been quite honourable so it was weird for them to introduce that uh, yeah I, I I'm enjoying the story um, of Chase U but I this didn't blow me away but yeah. I did like that Hulk spot um, and <laughs> the next segment starts as Waller great. leaves he's telling Andre he's like you know I'm right you know I'm right about him you know, you know he's going to turn on you is basically what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, the next segment starts with Mackenzie Mitchell backstage, and she looks dead at the camera, and she says, look, I usually love my job, but then there's moments like this. I'm joined by Big Body Javi. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie just slaying I've, him in the second. I've actually really been enjoying these segments between these two, and I oh think she is helping him be like yeah. more entertaining. Um, she's he- like it instantly adds the like heel sleaze it's it's thing. i always like when they do that when people are pretty impartial with everyone and then like i think uh Corey used to do quite a good job with elias you know even when elias was heel he right. was like this fucking guy like yeah, elias yeah. samson in nxt yeah that's right um i think it's funny and i i i like that they're letting Mackenzie show off way more personality these days. Mackenzie definitely she's has great. it. There's, there's a, there's definitely a reason she's, she's here in WWE. I, I think she can shine through for yeah. sure. She should, she will be in WWE main TV for 
I think I, I get a real like Renee vibe from Me too. Her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she doesn't just come off very robotic or no. anything. She's very she's definitely come into her own as well. I know NXT is obviously developmental for mm. wrestlers, but you imagine it's developmental it's for other roles, things yeah. too. And uh, she's definitely been hitting at the park. But this I don't like big body hobby, so that's maybe why I found it even funnier. <laughs> but she killed me with this line. Like I usually love my job, but not today. So Javier Bernal's there. He asks um, if we can put the holidays behind us. He says, we just had Black Friday. Yesterday was Cyber Monday. But now it's Big Body Tuesday. And a horn goes off. Like one of those sale commercial things. And he's just trying to sell shit. He's got a baseball bat. and He says the big body bat. What is it? The big body bat. The big body bat. And says Adam Judge even wants him to sign the bat. And Mackenzie goes, don't you mean Aaron Judge? He's say, like, ah, Adam's his middle name. Then sells the big body pillow. And Mackenzie tells him that that's definitely already trademarked. And then says he knows all about pillows as he's been sleeping on them for five years. And she goes, what? And he's like, what? She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? It was weird. <laughs> it was funny, but the timing was pretty funny, I thought. Uh, then says he has a lot of sex appeal and women want to be with him. And she's going, absolutely not. Yeah. So he introduces the big body cologne, the BBC. Yeah. And he he sprays the BBC and Mackenzie says it smells like <laughs> rotten eggs. And he goes, wait, what? That's what my BBC smells like. Mm. Yeah. Um, Axiom then comes in and says, hey. He I, heard BBC? I, <laughs> say, hey, I heard you. You know, but he said, British, I, right? he says, I heard you were calling me soft. No, he's Spanish. Oh, so, Axiom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he wrestled in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> so did a load of Aussies. <laughs> and Walter. He wears a Mac. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know. Um, so he, he heard that Javi called him soft. And well, now he's injury free. So he wants to fight him as he's cleared. And so that match is set up. Yeah. Because- so Axiom's back. Uh, yeah, the the big body stuff doesn't usually hit for me. The, the best line was Mackenzie right yeah. off the beginning of it. But uh, his stick is kind of being the geek around here. He's pretty much the enhancement talent, which I guess you kind of need. And you want that, that guy that you like to get see get beat up. So mm-hmm. I guess he's, he's fitting into that role. But uh, trying to sell stuff, I was like, all right, we could probably come up with something a bit more. Yeah, I... I've, I found this quite funny, and I think he's got timing. I didn't think, kind of like you, I didn't think the, all the jokes landed. But be interested. I'm almost getting kind of those 2.0 vibes back in the day when they, they just lost, and they're like, here's 30 seconds, do yeah. something. And they used to get quite inventive with that. So I don't know. I can't say as a wrestler I've seen much from him yet, but they're, I, I think these segments are pretty fun. I just, like, his joke was about BBC. Yeah. So I was like, all right. we go to our next match Kiana James taking on Fallon Henley Uh, match set up because Kiana James wanted to buy Fallon Henley's family pub for the first like few moments of this match commentary made me think that the winner of this match got the bar but then that was not the case so but the way they were describing it like that bar means so much to her and I'm like wait a second (laughs) and we know that Kiana really wants it well hold on a second and we know that there only can be one. Well, hold on. Wait. Make it the stiff. <laughs> yeah, they should have been. It should have been. But anyways. Yeah. Um, Henley sends Briggs and Jensen to the back. She's like, don't need you. I've got this, boys. No G. No, no Gene. Gene. <laughs> um, and then Booker 
just for like the first like five minutes of this match, it felt like. If that's probably how long this match just was. basically was going on about how hot Keanu James is. He was called her a, a hottie biscotti. A hottie biscotti. A biscotti hottie, yeah. Uh and he then, was he was taken aback as Vic Joseph like asked him a question during Keanu James' entrance. Booker doesn't respond, and then Vic's like, yo, and he's like Oh, sorry. Yeah. And like, it, it seemed genuine that he was not paying attention. And then he just decides to go, yeah, she's a biscotti hottie. And then just talks about how amazing Keanu James is. He's basically us when we're like, look at Billy Gunn. Just put, put the strap on him. Like, just, <laughs> he's basically like, you know what? Keanu James should be WWE champion. Uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> Chucky Ducky. Quack, it quack. was like, he was going, he was going kayfabe because he was talking about like, how she's a business, business woman, woman and all that and is going. But then would just be like, and man, she hot. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was definitely noticeable. I was like, it, huh. it was a bit more than usual. And then book. he started talking about like, I don't know what he mentioned Stephanie McMahon. He was talking about Keanu running for president. He was he was just going off, man. He was I don't know. It felt like this was the first time he saw Keanu James. <laughs> and it was just like Wow. In awe. Biscotti Hottie. Yeah. Is that the name of our show? Hottie Biscotti. Hottie yeah. Biscotti. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he then starts... <laughs> Sorry, I've got more book notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go for it. He's saying that he's... Oh, Matt, I, I'm needing a woman like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, there was a match here as well. Uh, Kiana is targeting the arm of Fallon. She's elbowing it. She's snapping it on the rope. Um, Booker is asking why should he care about this bar and she's like why does she care about this bar so much that she's this way is it even a real bar <laughs> and and Vic just goes well would you sell reality of wrestling and he's pretty much like I'd sell anything to her yeah, <laughs> she's a good businesswoman. <laughs> Fallon is uh, I thought actually selling the the arm really well uh Looked in pain pretty pretty well. Uh, they trade <laughs> forearms, slaps the chest, both get knocked down. Kiana ducks a spinning leg lariat uh, by d- like dropping to a knee. It looked pretty cool. And then Henley hits an, a rainmaker. Um, and then James starts to run away from Fallon, grabs her bag, throws the bag at Fallon. And as the ref is distracted getting rid of the bag, uh, Kiana kicks at the leg of Fallon and then hits the 401 which is like a like spinning flatliner yeah to pick up the win what's the 401 like the highway here in, in Toronto I, I don't know I, I, that's numbers what called it the yeah. 401 but like it, uh, it's I'm under I'm wondering if it's some bi- accounting you know. yeah businesses yeah. or something like that yeah uh, I, I think we've said that uh, both Kiana and Fallon definitely have like promise when it comes to seeing them wrestle definitely I know they've both been giving kind, given kind of different characters whereas Fallon's like this bar owner yeah <laughs> Kiana's a businesswoman, so it is like okay straight up gimmicks and stuff but I do find that they uh, come across like pretty solid in the ring specifically I like Fallon a lot uh she 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 definitely knows how to uh, how to wrestle and, and can get around it not 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 knocking Kiana here but like this this to me it was kind of a, a nothing match and I I was d- definitely like you distracted by Booker T just mm rambling and going off about it. it 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 was entertaining me more so than the match but there still was some cool stuff in it i i actually yeah i thought this was pretty nice between these two um i think kiana is starting to impress and it's interesting that they've put her in the iron survivor match over some maybe more established 
women. So yeah. I, I think we've seen her be like in the finals of battle royals and things before. It's clear, like I think they they're eyeing her to to be a real prospect. Sure. Um, and I I thought this was a pretty nice match between the two. I thought the end. I I wasn't overly keen on the end because she. She did the distraction with the bag, but it wasn't like she hit an illegal move. Yeah. She just kicked at the leg. And also, considering that the whole match she was targeting the left arm, it was weird that it was now, I'm kicking you in the knee. Fair. So I yeah. found the end a bit weird, but I, I thought, apart from that, it wasn't too bad. Uh, someone in the chat, thank you, Rhino, who says, actually, the name of her finisher is 401k. Okay. Maybe that's how much money she's got in the bank. Nice. I would say, uh, I missed G. Yeah. Don't know well, where she, G's no, at. No, she's on the phone, isn't she? Because Jana's not in the office right now. Is that like Mean Gene when you could call the hotline? I guess. But it's G? Yeah, I'd call this one. <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. <laughs> Calm down, Booker T. <laughs> Shucky ducky quack. Oh, yeah, Booker hasn't seen Gene yet. Gene. <laughs> um, we so, so for the record, Kiana James does not own the bar. No. Still. But she now has... A her. better claim to own it because she beat the owner. Probably. In a fight. It's probably what she's going to use yeah. in, in court in or court. something. Yeah. Um, we go backstage to the locker rooms where we see Odyssey Jones wearing a Godfather Smokem <laughs> t-shirt. Yeah. Love it. Um, Idris Sanofi and a very sad Malik Blade who since last week has just been staring at this ripped sweater vest. His sweater vest got ripped by Von Wagner last week. Mm. He's... He says, oh, this wasn't even my sweater vest. It was my dad's. And it was the last thing he ever gave me. Wow. And he's... <laughs> That's sad. And he's being so upset and angry. And he's like, I just want to... Ah, I'm just so mad. And Idris goes, well, use this. Use this and take out Vaughn. Rip out his guts. Malik says, I will, but I'm going to do this on my own. I need to. Um, oh, bless, bless Malik Blade. Um, so now we know the history of the sweater vest is that his dad gave it his to dead him. Dead dad. Dead dad? Is it his the, dad dead? It was the lot, I assume so. Oh. I doubt you'd be that upset. <laughs> my, my dad Fair. gave me this sweater vest. I guess, yeah. Oh, is he dead? Like, no, no, he just gave he it just, to me. I don't know. Sad. Like, it's nice. Yeah, it's unfortunately. Malik Blade's acting is is pretty god awful. Yeah, bless him. And therefore, it's you're you're using this like like X Factor audition style sob story yeah. with him and his dad, but it's just it's quite funny. Am I am I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it's just it's just quite funny. No, I I was like I'm like come on. I mean, it's kind of like Fallon Henley with the bar. Well, this was my grandfather's bar. We're just all of a sudden like I'm more attached to the bar than I am. <laughs> This sweater. dead man's sweater vest. <laughs> this dead man's sweater vest. Yeah, uh, it's pretty funny. Also, it's like, is this... I thought it was, a, it was a good way to get rid of the sweater vest. But now it's... No, we just know the history. Also, that was the one your dad gave you? You wear like seven different ones. Yeah. But that one that he ripped was... All right. Yeah. <laughs> Bless. Bless. 
Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Malik Blade. We then go back to the boardroom where they're now chatting about the women. Uh, Alundra, Blaze, picks Roxanne. Obviously, they had their little moment together. Um, and X-Pac just can't get over the fact she's 21. He's like, that's crazy. He she's makes 21? Jo- yeah, he makes a joke about the stuff he was doing when he was 21. Yeah. And then Road Dog's like, what about when you were, the stuff you're doing when you were 31? <laughs> or... At 21 hours last night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Road Dog. Road Dog just really, just, everyone's just like, so why are you here? <laughs> He's someone that, like, look, I loved the New Age Outlaws back in the day and the Road Dog shtick and all that. But it's now just like, oh, mate, move on. Dude, I don't know. I saw him talking about how he was a better sports entertainer than Bret Hart, and yeah. I, uh, I... Yeah, he had a, some valid points. <laughs> valid points. <laughs> Molly also can't get over she's 21. She says, I actually started training when I was 21, and she's, like, wrestling. Uh, Road Dog picked Zoe Stark. He likes her, like, new mean streak. It was weird when they were talking about Indy Hartwell, because they kept on saying, like, the internet have picked Indy Hartwell, and she's this fan favorite and then there's a promo later on where they're bringing up Indy being like fan favorite and it's like well they've been doing this kind of almost heelish angle recently so found that weird Uh, X-Pac picks Cora Jade Um, Alondra clearly likes that she threw the title in the trash she makes jokes who who would do that who would do that Uh, Road Dog likes Fallon Henley and Alondra wants a beer with her X-Pac was torn between Fallon and Kiana but is like but we just saw the match and Keanu won. <laughs> As if this wasn't taped earlier in the day. Yeah. Uh, so he picks Kiana. Uh, Molly picks Alba Fire. But Rodog's like, yeah, I was thinking Alba, but she needs to focus on Isla Dawn right now. 
<laughs> Road Dog doesn't know either of those people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this I well, we said it about the men. But yeah, I really hated this. Kind of the same really thing. Awkward. Wait, so there's one more after this then? Well, they then announce who. They, oh, sorry. Who so they pick who they are now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did not. I did not like this at all. I know it's cool bringing in former talent, and like they said, all Hall of Fame talent for a reason. Mm. This felt like it's not a reason to bring in people. Mm. This bring them in to do a segment. Do it the next week, the next two weeks before, or I guess there's only one more week, right? Uh, no, there's two more. The the next two weeks have these talent have if you really need Road Dog and X Pod have them in the ring next week with in a segment ring, yeah. interviewing all the competitors, yeah. and then the following or the same episode you do that with Molly and them. But here having them pick stuff, I don't. I sorry, I'm not buying Road Dog knows anyone in NXT. So him talking about these people, I'm like you're just be you're just I reading. Mean, he, this. he works on creative in NXT. Yeah, he did a real good job. I just I didn't like the way that this was segmented, and I don't even think I blame the the the, the people in it, like Road Dog and X Pac. They're just they're just there to do this job. I just think there could have been a better way to use these I, I four think, people. I think what I get, and it's it's similar to the uh, you know the panel show before a pay per view. Is it's this it's this weird kayfabe talking like yeah. it's real that it's just it comes off like like bad acting yeah. and I, I i don't i don't mind the idea of doing something like this to just showcase like a quick like let's look at all the people we've got right now in the men's and women's yeah. division i don't mind it it just feels like fake yeah it's like I know, I know you're not actually picking this so i'm like it's yeah. a lot of time spent on you guys for nothing where another yeah. week another week you just flash the graphic of what we're getting uh, Rhino in the chat mentions that it's somewhat of a ripoff of the playoff committee of NCAA football. So I'm wondering if this is something where the, the guys pick yeah. their things, like one of those panel shows, right? I'm imagining like sports and stuff. Yeah, it's but. like when we've seen them do the draft and things like that. Uh, and then this is kind of interesting. In our Twitch chat, uh, user Tiffany Stratton is the goat says, Tiffany is still not on TV because Shawn Michaels hates me specifically and wants me not to enjoy the show. So we have a Tiffany Stratton is the goat. Fan, is she, this my burner? She is, yeah. <laughs> Where is Tiffany? Yeah, you got your passport. <laughs> I think Tiffany's healing up. Yeah. Um, we see uh, TikTok from Cora Jade, who says, "Oh, poor little Wendy Chu. It was just like when she was bullied at school. I feel so bad for her. Not, not because <laughs> yeah. Remember poor Wendy last week crying. She was really sad. She was really sad. Sad Wendy." We go to our next match, Caden Katana and Nikita Lyons versus Toxic Attraction. But as Nikita is coming to the ring, Zoe Stark attacks her and attacks the knee. As we see Toxic Attraction in Gorilla waiting to come out, just laughing. <laughs> so this match is postponed. Damn. But it will happen later. Well, she's going to get checked on. So, yes. Yeah. We have a, uh, a vignette for a coming soon. Um, as a child, I would run. I was would be watching the birds in Ireland as we're seeing like this girl running around. She goes searching for a new life. Now I have left channeling the spirit of the Morrigan and old feathers have shed and new ones have formed. And we see this, this girl with feathers on her. And then she turns around. And it's Lyra Valkyria. Who is this? Um, that like Valkyrie from 
What was her name? Valkyrie uh, from Elfi Valkyrie. Aoife Valkyrie. Aoife. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that's her? Is it? Yeah. So she has a new name, Lyra Valkyria. Lyra Valkyria. Nice. Valkyria. Valkyria, I think. Okay. Yeah, I got uh, vibes like ancient war, like Xena, warrior princess. Um, uh, I don't know. I watched that movie Prey, the Predator movie, where mm. it's like the, the way her vignette is shot, like going through the yeah, the like the the, the bushes, the trees. Um, remember the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie with the that one chick who's like Xena, the warrior princess. Oh, and she's yeah, got yeah. The, the she fights the birds and yeah. she's got feathers. It's kind of like looks like yeah. this too. It's very Black Swan, maybe. I don't know. Her it's, gear, her outfit. It's very it's very Alba Fire though as well. Just my yeah, my spirit of my I got really confused. In- Sorry, Alba Fire's Scottish and has the ancestors of fire. Yeah. And now there's and she's Irish. And there's the ancestors of- who are birds or something. Yeah. Warriors. Yeah. Irish warriors. They're starting their own earth, wind and fire. This, some, there's a lot of ancestors and NXT UK talent coming over. Hey look, uh Definitely interested to see where they can go with it, but it was a bit weird considering months of Alba Fire talking about like, yeah, that, and then now at least there's no fire. It just every everyone now has ancestors. I mean, we do all have ancestors, yeah. But-, <laughs> um, but yeah, so more coming over from NXT UK. I th- I think so far all the NXT UK kind of involvement has greatly benefited NXT. Yeah. Um, I think like match quality has definitely gone up since like JD McDonough's sure, come in. Sure. So um like uh Axiom example as well, Ilya. Um so yeah, I, I don't mind having someone else, but we'll see how the gimmick plays out in person. Yeah. The spirit of the warrior. Yeah. New feathers will emerge. Electra Lopez is backstage being interviewed and she's asked why she attacked um who did she attack last week? You mean Al? You mean Isla Don? No, Electra. Electra attacked. Indy. Me. I feel like Indy. it was Indy. Yeah, it was Indy. Yeah. Um, so is Indy a bad guy? <laughs> I think no. Okay, yes. This is where I was confused because this was the promo where she's talking about the fans love Indy and stuff like that. And it's like that's not a story that's been told yeah. recently. But anyway, um, don't she, mess with La Madrina. La Madrina. She says she attacked her because it was the biggest impact with the lowest amount of risk. Indy has this connection with the fans, but I'm La Madrina and I don't follow trends. I set them and I came here on my own because I want to make an empire on my own. I don't need anyone else. Don't bet against La Madrina or you'll end up going broke. Nice. Yeah, she sounds confident when she talks. I like the way she cuts promos. So, yeah, she's here to start an empire. Uh Uh-oh. By beating Indy. Nice. (laughs) That'll happen. Yeah. Go to our next match, Javier Bernal taking on Axiom. Uh, there's a drop kick from Axiom sending Bernal out to the ring. Um, but as he hits the drop kick, he seems to kind of tweak his injured knee. And as we go to commercial break, we're wondering if he's okay. Axiom goes for a springboard and Bernal kicks at the rope so his knee buckles again. Now Bernal's able to attack the knee. He rams it against the ring post, drop kicks to the knee. And then goes for a sunset flip, but gets caught into a triangle hold from Axiom. And he's doing the kind of Daniel Bryan triangle with the elbows to yeah, the head at the same cool, time. Yeah. But Bernal picks him up into a powerbomb for a two count and applies a figure four leg lock. But Axiom rolls to his belly. You know what that does? Re- reverses the pressure. But we all know it doesn't. It, it absolutely does. Like anyone... <laughs> 
Kayfabe-wise, it does. But anyone who's done that on their brother or cousin or friend knows that ain't, that ain't the that truth. Ain't yeah. Uh, there's a, then a beautiful drop kick from Axiom, followed by Springboard Lariat. Um, and then he's like pounding at his knee to get the feeling back in his knee and goes for his, uh, his kick, the golden ratio. But uh, Banal gets out of the way and spikes him with the DDT. Axiom then hits a superplex and connects with the golden ratio kick for the win. How did I not know that the luchador mathlete used a finisher called the golden ratio? Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, there was a, some pretty cool spots in, in this match. Uh, specifically, I thought ha- Harvey, what's his name? Har- Harvey Bernal. Ha- Big body, Big body Harvey. Harvey. I'm just going to say Big Body. Big Body countered that, that triangle into a sit-up powerbomb. It looked pretty nice. Yeah. So I'll give the reps there for sure. Uh, but a lot of it was classic wrestling where he's just attacking the knee, and I thought it worked really well. I love Axiom in the ring. A-Kid, Axiom is fantastic. I still I, – actually, no, I'm not allowed to make fun of the mask no. anymore because Scripps, but Scripps wasn't on this show. I still think he looks kind of funny, and Booker just keeps going over the fact that he's the best masked wrestler. And I'm like, he's not He's not even worn the mask for like yeah. <laughs> a year yet. But all right. Uh, I I actually really like Axiom, and I think uh, he could be a, a – Probably a bigger deal uh, than, and, and I hope he's added to that match. Yes, which so I he's in the three way with, uh, which is announced later, but it's him, Von Wagner, and Andre Chase yeah. with the winner being added oh, to the match. I think Axiom. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was all right, and I, I actually like that they gave Bernal a bit of a, a mean streak as well. He was, he wasn't just playing the chicken shit against Axiom here. He actually got some stuff. In. Yeah, but I think Axiom is really impressive because he does. He does a nice mix of the like beautiful high flying, but then has that like aggressive Blackpool Combat Club style as well, which I think it's a nice blend. Yeah, his high flying and technical ground and pound is is good. We see Nikita Lyons being checked on and she promises she's good. She's like, I'm good, I'm good, let's do this. We see Pretty Deadly, who says there hasn't been enough Pretty Deadly talk recently as the world has been focusing on the World Cup, but it goes World Cup here, pretty deadly here. They're like <laughs> saying they're above them. And next week, they want to make things start to feel a bit Christmassy. So they're going to tell their very own Christmas story. And then we get the graphic later, uh, written and directed by Pretty Deadly, <laughs> a Christmas story. I'm kind of down. Yeah. I'm kind of down. It's, it's, you know, it's one of the oldest tales. A, a, is it like a Christmas tale, a Christmas story? Like the, like the movie? Which one's, which one's Ebenezer Scrooge? Christmas Carol. That's a Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. I thought that's what they were gonna. Maybe they still will. Mm. But yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of down. Uh, there, I enjoy them being their, characters. Their segments are more yeah. fun than the matches usually, so yeah. I'm okay for a pretty deadly's Christmas story. We gotta yeah. now we're back in. We gotta get the tree up. We get, do we have a fake Christmas tree? Yeah. I mean a real Christmas. Tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. Sorry, we have. We have I got we got a baby Yoda ornament, WWE we spinner do. title ornament. Oh yeah. We got, we got some crazy we have an Elvis what do we have? A star? I forget what we got. Something like that. Oh yeah. I'm excited. It's almost Christmas. Uh who do you think uh, Pretty Deadly were cheering for in the World Cup? England. Of course, yeah. Yeah. I thought they would go three into, nil today. Three nil. They're gonna face Senegal next. Uh the the US England game didn't uh didn't get my my juice is pumping as much as I maybe thought it was. But a lot of people yeah. watch that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's got to be one of the most watched games in yeah. TV for a while. Crazy ratings. USA came in second in the group. Oh, yeah? They just beat Iran 1-0. So does that mean, what, what does that mean? 
So they've got to face the Netherlands next. Right. England face Senegal. So right. it's like if you top your group, you face someone who was second in their group. So I mean, now's the time of the show. I guess it's uh, apparent we got to do it. Paul went out for Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They still got a game left, but, but they're out. They're out. They're yeah. out. Uh, be nice. It will be nice for them to, to get a point, get a point on the board. I do think that at least they scored a goal that it was like, hey, they scored a goal. It's Shout like, Davies. It's like, you know, in the G1 where it's like, Ishii's already mathematically out, yeah. but you still want to see him go out and have a banger and pick right. up a big win against someone. That's that's what Canada can do in their yeah. next game. Canada. Canada. Next time, Canada. You'll yeah. go further. I mean, they, they automatically qualify for the next one. Perfect. Because it's here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. We going? You going? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so so now we don't have to pretend we're voting for Canada to go far. You're going to go back to your roots. You're supporting the lads. England. I got to support my my Portugal. Uh, my neck of the woods. Yeah, who have they got? They got South Korea on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you fuck, feeling confident? Yeah, fuck BTS. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm feeling confident. We got... Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just bandwagon and say uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo? Well, to, yeah, I mean, that's a safe. He's he's upset people recently. Yeah. He left Man United. He had a bit of a he had a bit of a CM Punk. Yeah, he did. He didn't went he? off on a press conference and then left the club. And now he's in his fifth World Cup. He's, yeah. he's the only person to score f- points in, in all five. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. That's nuts. So yeah, yeah. welcome to our footy chat. Yeah, uh, it's getting exciting. I I have been watching simply just because it's it's fun. I can't seeing Canada was was definitely interest to me, mm. uh, but I I can get into soccer and see i call it's been it fun having it on at work as well Jim. yeah i've it's actually have, my coworker is super into it so he puts it on at work sometimes and i'm like all right i can i can get into it yeah. so yeah go footy let's go we see apollo cruz who's at the diner and he says deadline is his time and his vision is clear when bron breaker arrives to join him for breakfast and he's like ah i i thought i'd see you here he orders a, a black coffee and goes, yo, Apollo, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Apollo says... I love how he, this seat taken. Yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, oh, I, I have the breakfast for future champions. So Bron picks up the menu and he's like, I don't see that on here. <laughs> ah. And he, Bron, Bron says, you're not the only person who's been calling me out. And you call me out, but you couldn't seem to see past Grayson Waller. He's basically saying, yeah, you wanted this, and then you got distracted doing bullshit. Um, and Bron, <laughs> Bron then has his coffee like delivered to him, and Apollo goes, I got you, man, as he hands him a like, sachet of sugar. I knew you wanted sugar. I knew sugar. you wanted sugar in your coffee. Uh, they then talk about working out in the gym and stuff, and uh, Von, uh, sorry, Apollo says, I know it will take a hell of a man to take that title from you, but I'm the only one who knows they can beat you. And he says, against Von, it was the first person who you faced who matched you strength-wise, but he didn't have your speed. But I, Apollo says, he has both speed and strength. And Bron then says, I'm done, goes to leave, looks at his journal, Apollo's journal, and says, you haven't finished your last thought. Apollo says, it finishes at deadline. <laughs> And Bron goes, have any of your visions ever not come true? Nope. Then I guess there's a first time for everything. 
See you later. Music. Yeah, this whole thing was underscored with like <sighs> dramatic trailer music that got more and more intense as it went on. Yeah. Uh, there was a joke about fish too. Like, oh, is there fish on the menu because of his fishing <laughs> gimmick thing last week? Yeah, I think I said last week. Uh, I'm definitely just cold as ice on this whole program. But I will say that I, I, I think Braun is like becoming more comfortable in talking. I know this is a pre-taped kind of mm. thing, but he comes across more like more badass. He's at a diner. He's in his tank top with his tattoo. Like he's 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 a big yeah. dude. He. He does. I feel like he doesn't need to try to be as cool as like the character of the Braun Breaker that they like try to push. Whereas, just maybe the guy himself now. I think then, being the ever, I, yeah. I, th- I actually think that, and that's yeah. kind of the fishing thing sort of worked for him in, in a, a way. in a weird, strange way. It, it did because if you just bring him down a bit, like like he he's talked to on that on on multiple things about Goldberg being yeah. kind of his favorite. Yeah, my dad's Rick Steiner, but Goldberg's my favorite. Basically, is his thing. Which hey, cool like. Whatever, and I can totally see it. He's even got the tattoos, kind of like him. But Goldberg, like, is was just a guy who's like a menace. He didn't ever have to really yeah. do a lot of the extra stupid things that Braun has kind of said and done in the past in his character. But now he's kind of reaching that level where I'm like, ooh, you know what, man? You're kind of getting to this. I think his wrestling is definitely picked up in this year for I, sure. I really like him, and I'm not saying this was a great segment because it really wasn't but i i'm now seeing more of the light to braun maybe being a bigger deal than than i know people think that but like when he's forced down us we instantly don't like him Mm. and i think that may have been a problem with braun but uh i i think he needs to beat apollo here i i i'm definitely not into i'm not into this uh especially it being like the pay-per-view uh definitely definitely not looking for I, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm, I'm being just kind of mean, but I just really don't care about this this story. It's been an interesting build um, because it, it. I mean, we haven't really had anything in the ring with these two since it's been announced. I, I feel they're going for um, the the vision stuff aside. It's they're going for a okay. These are two of the best athletes who have a kind of mutual respect for each other. And it's more of a, like an actual sports vibe. And I think that's why they're, they're doing these kind of things rather than, you know, them tagging together and one accidentally booting the other in the face and that kind sure, of sure. classic stuff when you get, have a baby face, we baby face feud. So I like what they're trying and kind of it, your point earlier about like McKenzie, where sure this developmental for the, the wrestlers, but it's also for, the other things like I feel almost these vignettes are NXT trying out stuff. Like, can we do more reality, like, like based storytelling, but like do it in a cinematic style with sure. the music and things. Yeah. We've seen with the QR codes that, that they started that with like Zoe Stark's return. And then they use that with the Bray Wyatt thing. So I almost get a feeling these kind of things are like, let's try and do more of a, soap opera filmed style scene which is what these feel like because like because like really bronze ordering a coffee to at us at the camera like oh yeah. hey can i have a coffee so certain shots of it are kind of weird mm. yeah uh i can see what they're kind of doing with it I, i'd say the highlight of it was Braun kind of just basically like your vision the vision the line about the visions was pretty funny like i think it, i think it kind of makes him seem cool as well approaching his challenger see it's almost like i didn't you know, expect it yeah in like a you know, when your enemy mobster comes and sits down for dinner, is this seat taken? And yeah. then they talk through their plans and shit. <laughs> and 
Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I thought watching yeah. this. <laughs> Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker for champ. He should dethrone Roman. He's the champ. Oh, for the champ champ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. Uh, but the music was weird. Um, we go to our next match. J.D. McDonough taking on Julius Creed. Uh, JD applies this headlock that he just doesn't let go of and Julius is trying to like suplex him and stuff but uh, JD keeps rolling through with this applied uh, Julius eventually gets out of it and kind of hits like a inverted X-plex uh, which looked pretty cool uh, followed by a Beal and he clotheslines McDonough out of the ring this is where Sanger and Via show up to watch on uh, Julius then does this delayed vertical suplex but as he has jd up he goes to his like knee then gets back up just showing off his crazy strength it's like deadlifting the guy yeah like, oh man then hits his like rolling death valley driver uh jd goes out to the outside to like uh like catch himself and julius then catches him with two belly-to-belly suplexes there's a pk from jd followed by the assay moonsault and then JD goes to use a steel chair and Julius is against the ring post. JD swings, but Sanger pushes JD out the way and eats this chair shot. He's then staring down at McDonough, who's apologizing, saying it wasn't meant for him. And Sanger says, we don't want you anything less than 100% to Julius. But the, the match is thrown out and Julius wins by DQ. Yeah, it reminded me of the video game. If you hit the manager with the yeah. chair, you will get DQ'd. I didn't know that happened in real life, but mm. uh, it did here. Yeah, there was some cool stuff in the match. I mean, Julius, we haven't really seen. I, I feel like it's. I'm a little confused at why the Creeds are feuding with these guys, to be honest. I was even more confused at the finish of this match. It just kind of then goes, okay, well, then Julius won. So then why are we adding JD in a match that is well, for It's not the, about wins and losses. It's I guess fans, not, so. yeah. Uh, still some cool stuff from both of them. I mean, Julius hitting crazy suplexes and T-bones and all sorts of awesome stuff. And JD hitting his classic stuff. So, uh, I feel like down the line in a bigger spot, these two would probably have a Yeah, it, it, it wasn't match. on the level of some of the JD McDonough matches recently, but that's with way more experienced people than Julius. But Julius still continues to like shine. I, th- I think he's, he's great and got a r- real fun style that I enjoy. Yeah, I imagine we're getting Creed's versus these guys at uh, the, the deadline thing. Maybe. I mean, we'll probably only have five matches, won't we? So I don't know which ones they'll go with. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that for whatever reason, they don't want creeds against pretty deadly for the titles quite yet. So this is like a, a distraction thing for the creed brothers until they want to go with that eventual title match where I would see the creeds taking it back off pretty. Deadly. Yeah. I feel like pretty deadly. Are, are funny and stuff, but I feel like right now the creeds just should be the champs and be. The, uh, I thought pretty deadly could just move up as well. Yeah, like I, I don't know how long they really need to be in NXT sure. at this point. Yeah, um, we get an Alba Fire video promo about Isla Dawn. Uh, says your debut altered the face of history, and your actions have ignited a fire. And you want to have fun, Isla? Well, what I do to you won't be anything but fun. <laughs> okay, fire. Fire, so it's the fire lady versus the witch. I hate this fire shit. Yeah. Um, it's. She's like, I don't know, you must have had uh, some demons that really don't like you for them to make you challenge me. It's like, all right. All right. <laughs> Again, you want to have fun? Well, it won't be fun. It'll be fire. It'll be not fun. 
Could be fire. So the witch versus the fire lady could be added. To yeah, there's the, been no like development to this character at all, no. and therefore it's just it's just boring every week when it's more fire nonsense. Also, like the witch thing should have came around Halloween time. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, um, Dijak is leaving when Stax calls him out, and Tony D's there and he's like, no, 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 we come in peace. And he thanks Dijak for taking out Wesley last week. He's like, you softened him up. Uh, I've, I've had an issue with him. And Dijak says he wasn't doing that for favors. Uh, he will take out anyone who steps in his way. And Tony says that next week he's going to return to in-ring action and has his sights set on Wesley and asks Dijak if they have an understanding. So Tony D kind of trying to get uh, Dijak in his in his pocket or to take out Wesley some more. And Diajack kind of says something like that. So, so yeah. semi, I'm like, yeah, okay, we, we, we'll talk. So Tony D has a title shot next week against Wesley. And basically like, hey, if I get it, the title, you can have a shot. Is yeah. kind of what I'm getting. But Diajack's like, sure. All right. <laughs> but basically like, I'm probably facing Wesley. Yeah. That's probably added to the deadline show. Diajack versus Wes. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. But Tony D is back in action. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Good. Don. Good for him. He's back. Von Wagner versus Malik Blade. Malik comes out holding his sweater vest. That's ripped. He's so upset sad about it. He goes after Blade. Sorry, he goes after Von. Um, Von goes for a knee drop but misses it. Blade then springs off the second rope to take out Von. Uh, and then there's this sunset flip that kind of goes a bit wrong here. Yeah, it looked like uh, Vaughn is trying to powerbomb Malik, but then Malik is going to turn that into like a sunset flip bomb. But then in midair, like goes high up in the air and comes down landing almost like on his head and his neck. And I screamed. I was like, ooh, that looks like really bad. He got up and then just looked so disoriented. And it looked like for a while there, they didn't really know what to do. And then finally he like does a move and sends Vaughn away. And you could see the ref was like right on him. Like, yo, Malik, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And he definitely got back into it. But he looked very rock. I was, I was, I was kind of nervous at that spot. They did not replay it, but uh, like, yeah, a bit of a a slip up there, but he, he finished the match. Uh, Blade then goes up top for the frog splash, but Vaughn gets his knees up and then hits his like, Death Valley driver neck breaker thing for the win. You know, I never noticed Vaughn kind of does the old school uh, Triple H running knee. Remember that knee? You oh, know, yeah, yeah. You know, like knees have moved on. We got the V triggers now and yeah. stuff. But remember Triple H's oh, running yeah, yeah. knee? Vaughn does it. Nice. It's good stuff. I like that knee. Yeah. It's a good knee. Uh, after the match, Vaughn beats up Malik and goes to military press him when Idris Anofi comes out to save but eats a big boot. But then Odyssey Jones runs in and clears the ring. So setting up what seems Von Wagner versus Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones uh, has this like presence, this aura that he he gives off. He 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 comes in here cleaning house. I was like, yeah, let's go. I need to see this guy beat this guy up. So he's got yeah. some he's got something there for sure. But it takes three guys to beat up Big Van Big Van Von. Sean uh, Michaels then <laughs> announces the competitors for the Iron Survivor. My my uh, my one uncle and Shawn Michaels have the same uh, reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, and the winner of Von Wagner, Axiom, and Andre Chase for the men. And for the women, it's going to be Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, 
Kiana James, and the winner of Fallon Henley, Wendy Chu, and Indy Hartwell. There you go. So five people in each match. We'll find out who's in. Axiom and Indy? I guess. That, that's who I would pick. Or Chase. I, yeah, that's how Andre. <laughs> uh, and who do you see winning? Uh, I'd say Carmelo Hayes yep. wins the men's, and I'd say Roxanne wins the women's. I agree. I think that makes a lot Let's of sense. Let's go with that. Yeah. Do it. We go to our main event, Toxic Attraction, taking on Caden uh, Carter, Katana Chance, and Nikita Lyons. Uh, JC and Katana are going at it. There's uh, Katana's awesome like springboard fame jump over the head. I love this. It yeah. looks great. Um, over JC. All six women get in the ring to start to brawl. Caden uh, hits a top rope cross body to the outside, and Katana follows up with the slingshot corkscrew. And then Caden and Katana just showing off with all their nice double-team offense on Mandy Rose. There's a big super kick to the side of the head from Caden. And then Toxic Attraction with the ref distraction. It hit the double knees to either side of the head of Caden Carter. And then Katana Chance comes in and she's so quick. She did this cool like knee slide thing where she slid halfway across the ring before coming in with a, like a clothesline. Thought she looked really good here. Uh, goes for a crossbody but gets caught in a backbreaker clothesline combo from Gigi. There's then a super kick to JC. Um, Gigi hits the STO and then... There's the assisted moonsault from Caden and Katana for a two count. They then set up for the 450 neck breaker, but JC Jane breaks it up. Mandy gets tagged in and goes for the kiss from a rose, her V trigger, but Katana catches her with a code breaker. And then Nikita comes in with a big snap suplex and hits her split leg leg drop, but Gigi breaks up the pin. Uh, Carter then jumps off the steps with a cross body. And then out of nowhere, Mandy comes in with a huge kiss from a rose, taking oh, yeah. Katana's head off here. Looked great. Um, she uh, then goes for the pin, but sorry, uh, who is it here? Nikita goes for the pin, but uh, sorry, goes for her like kick, her finishing kick. Yeah, but her knee completely gives out and collapses. This was weird. It looked like she did a jumping twirl and just falls. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Do the buckle quite well. It looked a little funny. My foot is really hurt. My leg is injured. My knee was clipped. I almost wasn't able to compete. I better do my move where I jump and twirl off that one yeah. leg. And, oh, I didn't, oh, adrenaline. didn't work. Yeah. yeah adrenaline. So, and then, so her knee goes out. And then Gigi and JC go for their high low. And just complete, like, Gigi got nothing. There was the high. There was no I low. Think, <laughs> I think it was maybe, like... Nikita wasn't in position properly. So when they were running, they were kind of just off time and off position. It it looked really nasty. And I'm surprised they showed the replay. Yeah, there. I wasn't sure if it was done because Gigi was actually kicking the leg. But I mean, the move is she takes out the leg anyways. So yeah, yeah it was it was off and kind of weird. They did play it back. But uh, Nikita loses because of her knee. But uh, a few few missteps towards the end definitely kind of took me a, a bit out of it. I, I thought her falling and spinning and falling was very like we. It, it was just a weird spot. I don't know if it it, it played out the I way think they she thought. could have done it a bit clearer because yeah. it, it kind of looked like a botch. And she was like, "Whoa!" It wasn't spinning. because that was like the story of the match. Yeah. But I think when you see. You know, when they're planting their foot and the knee goes, and you're like, oh, whereas this, she just jumped and ate <sighs> shit. It was, 
it was a shame. I actually, I thought uh, Katana Chance especially looked great in this match. And I, I think her and Caden are so smooth together now. So I, I thought there was, the body of the match was quite entertaining. I thought it was a shame the end kind of fell apart because uh, it tainted what I thought was a, a fun main event. Yeah, there was a few slip ups in it, but I, I, I agree that Katana and Caden, like they're they're getting better and better and obviously being the champs and really the only real tag team here. They they put on fun stuff, especially like a lot of the moves. Chance like pops up out of nowhere to hit some flying move. Like it, she's re- she's gotten really good at that. Uh, I think they're finding their their balance and their steps. And that kiss from a rose from Mandy, I thought looks great. great. Yeah, for great. sure. Uh, but yeah, I would imagine that. Um, sorry, Nikita and Zoe are both in that match. No, Nikita's so not in it. Nikita's not even in the qualifier either. So what's what's up with that? Because uh, you would imagine that story. I, this is something you could have fun with the whole penalty box idea. You could have Zoe eat a fall, so be locked in for the 90 seconds and Nikita could run out and like padlock her in, be like, fuck you. You're not going to win this because yeah. you beat me up. I would imagine that you would just go to a singles match between the two instead of Zoe being in I mean, that we'll match. probably get that on TV. Just add Nikita to that match, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Uh, either way, like the main event, uh, was there anything after that? They just, no, posed, yeah, it. yeah. Uh, I felt like um, the main event was fine, uh, other than those slip ups. But the whole episode, um, there was some some good stuff, but there wasn't enough uh, wrestling to like to definitely write home about. And I I wouldn't say like the cherry pick like match of the night. I, I maybe it was Roxanne and Indy. I think on this show that was my favorite when it came to the wrestling. But everything else on the show, obviously, they're going to they're going forwards promoting deadline. I just, I, I know we haven't seen this iron survivor challenge match yet. So obviously there's interest of, Ooh, how's this going to be? I'm not too interested. I, I'd say as far as the specials that since the non takeover ones, this one's definitely looking like my least interest mm. level going forward into it. Uh, Apollo C- Cruz and that whole scene, the future character put me dead on arrival with that. And now they're trying to rehab it with him in the main title picture with Braun. I'm just not too into that. And then the, the two matches where, yeah, the outcome means we're going to get number one contenders, which is good, but I, I'd rather much the pay-per-view be the main title matches instead of looking ahead to the next one. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, I wasn't too, I kept trying to force myself to get into this episode. Uh, and I, couldn't necessarily find i I didn't really i just found it a bit mediocre i didn't think there was anything yeah nothing was offensively bad on this show but then nothing was overly compelling either yeah i i feel kind of mixed about the deadline show i i think there's nothing there's nothing with real any emotional story going into it nothing feels very heated at all but i am curious what these iron survivor matches are going to look like and uh I think I think some of the match, I think it'll be a fun show. It's just not necessarily a show I'm excited about. Yeah, I I can't like I would imagine like we said Hayes winning that. Then we go to Hayes Braun. I don't know if that's at what New Year's Evil or all the way at Stand and Deliver. That's like a while a away, away. So I don't know if that would be the case. But 
regardless, like I do think you could do with the with the pieces here. There's probably better, like the creeds, right? Like they're feuding with Veer and Sangha, and it's like, shouldn't they be in like a bigger title main thing? Unless you add the pretty deadly to that to make it a three way. Yeah, like it's pretty deadly, aren't really. It's just it's just all nothing's yeah. nothing's hot at all. Uh, no. I find going into this special, and it's like in two weeks. It's the tenth of December, yeah. so uh, kind of. Kind of head scratching at that, and really didn't need to see Road Dog and and that and those segments. Just really weird and bizarre that they thought that was going to be funny and entertaining. Someone liked it, I'm sure, but yeah. Road Dog, he yeah. loved it. Four out of ten. Uh, so that was NXT. That's what we thought. Uh, we will be going live after Deadline. We will be covering that show, so tune in for that. But uh, I see we have a piece of feedback from a listener. Megan writes in. He writes, a solid show. Perez Hartwell was well done, and the size difference made for a good contrast of styles. The Iron Survivor fields for both the men and women's rosters look good. I got Carmelo and Roxanne winning with their respective matches, and Stand and Deliver is about four months away. Does anyone else see them getting their shots at New Year's Evil? Oh, there he says it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also a way if, uh, if it is Melo and Bron at New Year's Evil and Melo closes out the year winning yeah um that could free up bron for like the rumble sure if you wanted to move him up yeah maybe. yeah definitely we go to sean who says solid if not spectacular show first hour was definitely better than the second with roxanne v indy and kiana versus fallon as highlights the main event was pretty flat i mean what was the point of prolonging that to the end of the show we got no new challenger for mandy so she's taking deadline off we're getting Caden and katana versus toxic attraction again we get it I would have rather seen the announcement for the Iron Survivor contestants happen live for them to come to the ring and then a big satisfying bit of chaos to end the show as everyone starts going at each other. Anyway, I hope next week does a better job of selling this PLE. Yeah, they've got, they've got to do a lot next week to make some of these feel hot. No, you're, you're right. It, nothing felt heated whatsoever going into this pay-per-view. Even the main title match is two guys sitting at a diner like, oh. I'm going to yeah. beat you. Oh, yeah? You're going to beat me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of weird. And then finally, Dylan writes in, oh. Remember Axiom's final vignette with that ridiculous mask? It had tiny cutouts for his eyes, and the gold pieces went so high above the top of his head, they flopped to the side. I was disappointed that they had ruined A-Kid. Damn, am I glad I was wrong. His new gear is sick, and his in-ring work is spectacular as always. I see him going far. Not sure how I feel about the four or five men in the Iron Survivor Challenge being heels, but I'm still hyped for the concept. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess a bunch of those guys are heels. You have Carmelo, JD, Waller, Gacy, and possibly Axie. Wow, yeah. I think I think Melo is... Babyface. Leaning ba- babyface, yeah. though, right? Kind of, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he likes the Axiom look. Hey, A-Kid didn't have too much of a look, yeah. uh, so Axiom is something different, but... Uh, yeah, so you... deadline. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Guys, that was NXT. Thanks for listening to us talk all about it. We will be back next Tuesday night to chat all about next week's. And, uh, yeah, like I said, deadline as well. And we're going to be going live tomorrow night after, after Dynamite. Talk all about that on BD Elite. And then we will pour one out as BD Elite will cease to exist yeah. uh, going forward. So join us for that. Join us tomorrow night or whenever you find these podcasts on your feed. Hit that follow, subscribe, like, retweet. All that stuff does us millions. And hey, if you want to hear more of us, five bucks a month, patreon.com gets you almost 
500 different podcasts. There's Best Match Ever, Was Next, Movie Reviews, all that stuff. And if you're a crazy fan, you want to be a World Champ patron, well, you, you not only get access to pick stuff for us to review and join us, but you also get access to the exclusive World Champ show behind the BDE, which we recorded one earlier today. We'll be, we did, We'll yeah. be launching tomorrow for World Champ patrons. If you want to hear the truth about the horror of events we had to go wow. through this week, including... I, I couldn't even remember we did that show. Yeah, yeah. you're right. We did do that today, didn't You want to hear yeah. us bitch about our week and our renovations and all that stuff. Oh, boy. It's a, <laughs> it's a doozy. So go check that out, World Champs. That'll be there tomorrow. But thank you guys for listening and supporting at Up Next Podcast on Twitter. Join the Facebook group as well for all the fun, fun stuff. But we can't do this without you, and we love you. I, myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram. I am at the Bray D. I am at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And Biscotti Hardy. Oh, boy. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Stay cool this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.